Hello and welcome to another episode of Down Murder Lane, a true crime podcast. Hi everyone. Uh, that over there is Heather. Hello. And I am Jessica, and today is episode 41. Jeez. I know. Over the hill, officially. <laughs> and um, today, well, last month I was on location in Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm-hmm. And for my husband's 40th, 40th birthday. 40th birthday. Yeah, Maybe we it. should have made that the 40th episode. Nah. Eh, whatever. It's fine. I like that we both said whatever. Whatevs. I know. (laughs) We're not cool. (laughs) We're not close friends. We don't speak in the same language. Just say we're not cool. Yeah. people. (laughs) Whatevs. Whatevs, bro. All right. So when I um, knew I was going to Vegas, my husband's, you know, I I talked to him like, listen, if we're going to a different city, you know what I got to do. And he's like, yeah, 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 I know. So I'm like, can we just, yeah, can we just casually um, visit the location of the deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history? Oh, yeah. And he was... Yeah, he was pretty good about it. Well, I mean, it's at a casino. Yeah. And he went and gambled, and I tried to do some recon. It's not like you made him, like, go to, like, an antique store. Yeah. He got to gamble. Yeah. He's fine. He was fine fine with it, yeah. Yeah. And he was so, um... Did you guys have a blast I can't even, like... It was so much fun. That was the first time... I'm really happy that you guys did that. In nine years that we had ever been away, even overnight, ever, with no kids. I know. It was so wonderful. Well, it's hard when you don't have your parents around. Yep. Yeah, it is hard. Or it not hard. family here, right. you know, and it, it was, but it was so wonderful. But now we're like, dang, we want to go back. I and know. Like, it's only been, it's been less than a month. We can't just do another trip. I know. But it's so, it's like, oh, I remember when we used to have conversations yes. that were uninterrupted. And meals and go do fun stuff. And, and just and, like, you know what? Let's just like lay down a little longer. Like we can get up in a little bit. Like yeah. that kind of stuff. And get ready leisurely. And yes. It was so nice. And it's just a, a whole reconnection, like... Yes. It's been 10 years, you know, a long time. So. Well, it's just fun to spend time together as Jessica and Doug instead of mom and dad. Exactly. Because there's not... When you're raising little kids, there's just not a lot of room for that. Exactly. No, it was very nice, and now yeah. we're ruined. I know. <sighs> it sucks. You're ruined forever. Yep. Well, offer stands. I will always give you an overnight if you want one. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Sure. I will it. even come here with my children, and they can have a big sleepover in the basement. Down here, Yeah. It'd be so nice. And so I can we sleep do, like, on the couch. This is where we do the sleepovers. At. Right. Well, this, I will do it for you if you ever want to. Well, I appreciate it. Sure. Because we're ruined. Just make it at the end of November when I can. Exactly. I get exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I will do it for you. So, um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, so this is, I'm in Vegas to cover the deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history. This is the 2017 mass shooting at Mandalay Bay. I remember this day clear as day. Me too. Because I was really upset. Because Mandalay Bay is my favorite hotel in is Vegas. It? Yep. I stayed there back in 2004. It's beautiful, isn't it's, it? It was the newest hotel. Mm-hmm. It just opened in 99. Mm-hmm. It opened in 99. And so it was five years old when it you was, stayed. Oh my gosh. I've was, never stayed there. Oh, it's gorgeous. Is it? And we went there to, big surprise, me and three of my friends went and we went to go see the Backstreet Boys. Yes. <laughs> they were performing at Mandalay Bay at their like arena so we knew like oh well let's just stay there so maybe well maybe we'll see them them, like in the elevator like and big surprise you did we did yes so it was all worth it actually we had just gone their pool is amazing really they have a huge lazy river they also have something called the beach they have like a they have like their own sand beach amazing their poolside is awesome and so we were so drunk, we were so hungover, because the night before we went and saw, like, Thunder from Down Under. Oh, God. <laughs> we were... <laughs> and then that was, like, when the real world Las Vegas. Yes! So we went to the Palms, 
And which is the and that was there. new. Yes, that was brand that was, new too. Wow. So we had a night. Can we go back in time and can I come? Oh my gosh. I if I could relive those days again. I would just like a I would like a um time machine so we could attend each other's weddings. Yeah, like a DeLorean. Yeah. Attend each other's weddings and then attend certain things like that together. Yes. We would have so much fun. Oh my god. So we went to the beach, so we are so super So you could go cruising home. with me on High 100. <laughs> See, I would love that. <laughs> well, I, I, we can still do it. Yeah. With April. <laughs> yeah. Yes. In Megan's minivan. Yes. Yeah. That would be so much fun. We should do it. So we went there. We were really hungover. We went down to the pool. <laughs> and this is bad. I mean, we had cell phones, but. Right. We left our phones in our rooms. We just went down. We were. It was just a different time. People it was. didn't post stuff on social media. Nope. We didn't take pictures all the time. It nope. was just. You didn't text constantly. Nope. We were probably still in T9 texting. Yep, yeah, we were. Yeah. 2000, we, went, we were in 2004. Yeah. So oh, we're totally still in yeah. T9 texting. So we look like straight up garbage. We're coming. We're like drowned That's rats fine. from the pool. We're walking through the lobby. And my cousin, who loves AJ. That's so you had no camera? That, no camera. Damn nothing, it. Nothing. Damn it. So we're walking through and she's like, oh my God, there's AJ. And that's her favorite. So she, I was like, we have to go talk to him. I'm like, this is it. Yeah. Those, these, I'm really good at opportunity things. Like if somebody, you see somebody famous, like I'm, I'm going to go talk to them. Right. I don't know. Something never takes over again. and I'm like, I'm very in, like, I can just do it. You are a woman on a mission. I don't get starstruck. Like I'm going and I'm taking the opportunity. Badass. Yeah. That's the only time. <laughs> anyway. So I walked up to him and I was like, Hey AJ. And my cousin can't breathe. And I'm like, we have no camera. So she starts talking. So and I was wait, like, AJ is her favorite. AJ is her favorite. Yeah. I disagree with that. Yeah. But he, yeah, it's still her favorite. Okay. Um, so I, I think we were on probably somewhere maybe in the twenties for our hotel room. So I'm like, I'm hustling to the elevator to get up to the room to get our, the camera, the camera and come back down. you need to document this. Yes. And by the time I had come back down, people started recognizing Damn him. Damn it. And, um, we didn't get a picture. But we'll still remember that day. Like, oh, hey, Jay. Like, I was like, hey, we're going to your show tonight. Good luck. I hope it goes well. It was just the best day. It was the That's best amazing. day. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, so Mandalay Bay is always still, I have very You have a memories. very soft spot in your heart. Yes. So when this happened, I was like, damn it. I was pissed. Yeah. So, all right. So that was a huge long intro. That's fine. Um, so you ready to come take a trip with me? I'm ready. Down Murder Lane. All right, so on the evening of October 1st, 2007, a 64-year-old man from Mesquite, Nevada, opened fire upon the crowd I've attending... i through Mesquite. Have you? Mm-hmm. Makes me want... I always think of Mesquite, I always think like barbecue. My in-laws, when we go to visit them, we have to fly into Vegas, and yeah. then we drive to, to where they... No, we drive through Mesquite to get oh. to where they live. okay. Which is St. George. Okay. So I've been through Mesquite. Okay. Many times. Mm-hmm makes me think i'm not hungry yeah, i know I want some okay barbecue so uh steven paddock he was from mesquite opened fire upon the crowd attending the route 91 harvest music festival from his 32nd floor suites in the mandalay bay hotel this is just fucking i remember when this happened it just like it was another one of those things where i was like we really can't do anything i know you think that would be a safe for you know a music play. festival yeah. yep but, I mean, because the people come into the music festival and they get screened. Mm-hmm. Like, I just went to Summerfest. Yeah, you go through. And you go through security and yeah. screening. But 
the death and screen people in the hotel that's looking down on it. Yeah. And now we have to look at things like that. <gasps> Sucks. Great. I love having anxiety. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, this is really going to make you. Great. Okay, so Paddock fired more than a thousand bullets. Damn. He uh, killing 60 people and wounding 411. Jesus. But with the ensuing panic, bringing the number of injured to 867. Oh, yeah. People are getting trampled. Yeah. From the running. And they couldn't because there were security fences put up so people couldn't get into the concert. You know. I, like, literally have shivers. Like, I can't imagine. And then not to mention, like, the PTSD and stuff that people were there live with I'm sure they can never go to a concert again. Never. Oh, so this incident is the deadliest mass shooting committed by an individual in U.S. history. Fuck this guy. I know. Ruin it for everybody. I so, hate him. The Las Vegas Strip is a stretch of Las Vegas Boulevard immediately south of the city of Las Vegas in Clark County, Nevada. The Strip is known for its concentration of casinos and resort hotels, including the 43-story Mandalay Bay. So the hotel opened in 1999 and is the southernmost resort on the Strip. Okay. So when you're walking down, you know, you can walk from like, they say you walk like from Mandalay Bay to like the stratosphere. That's pretty right. much like the whole strip. But now up by the stratosphere is where the new NFL stadium is, right? Um, the NFL stadium is by Mandalay Bay. Oh, it's, it's on the there. south end. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have it wrong. Yeah. You okay. can kind of walk Did you through. see it? Is it massive? Yeah, it's huge. Is it cool? The Raiders or whatever. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. Cool. But now by the stratosphere, there's a whole new place called Resort Worlds. It's a whole new hotel. It, it just got opened this past summer. I haven't been to Vegas in a really long time. I hadn't been since 2007. Nope. This happened 2017. So I was there in 2018. Well, you went. Yeah, I remember that. I went again yeah. to see the Backstreet Boys. And you spent like millions yeah, I was like, of dollars. Oh my gosh, of course. And I'll probably do it again. Okay, so the Las Vegas Village is a 15-acre lot used for outdoor performances. Was located di- diagonally across the intersection uh, to the northeast. So from 2014 and onward, the venue hosted the annual Route 91 um, Harvest Music Festival. And it's a country music festival. Right. So obviously I would have never gone to that. No. So the 2017 festival ran from September 29th to October 1st with over 22,000 people attending on the final day. So it's an outdoor venue, pretty much like diagonal from Mandalay Bay. So, well, and I'll post a picture like you can yeah. see it's just a direct site like you can be and at the top of manly bay and beautiful see the weather there that time of year and yep yeah yep so let's talk about this piece of shit so yeah. steven um paddock was a 64 year old former auditor and real estate businessman who had been living 80 miles northeast of las vegas in a, re- a retirement community in mesquite nevada he was twice divorced had a long-term girlfriend and he had no children mm-hmm. thank god yeah um, okay, so he was a son of Benjamin Paddock, he, who was a bank robber, who was on the huh. FBI's most wanted list between 1969 to 1977. That was wow. very interesting to, to That's learn. That's super interesting. Yeah. So uh, Paddock's only recorded interactions with law enforcement were traffic citations. So all he had was some tickets, and then he goes on to commit the world's, the U.S.'s deadliest. That's interesting. Mass, yeah, crazy. So, uh, Paddock was a high-stakes gambler who placed bets at a high enough limit or level to earn valuable comps, like comps okay. and stuff like that. So, uh, free benefits such as rooms and meals. So, he was a familiar figure to casinos in Vegas, 
but was not well known among other high stake gamblers because he mostly played single player video poker. So a okay. lot of the high stakes are playing the, the cards. So do you think he was like antisocial? Uh, yeah. So that's why you play that because you don't want to interact with yeah. other people. Yeah. Okay. That's what I would think. Yeah. And he was also an alcoholic, so mm. I don't know if I've talked about that yet. So he could just sit there and get drinks at the him. bar for free and then play your video poker, which is on the bar. Like, it's kind of like built yeah. in. Yeah, so just sit there. Drink and play your poker. Super healthy. Yeah. Great. Um, okay, so he reportedly kept to himself it was a heavy drinker. Uh-huh. Uh, Paddock was, had lost a significant amount of his wealth over the previous two years, but had paid off all gambling debts before the shooting. So okay. Um, you can tell, you know, just looking into this was he did his, he prepared. He, he was like, off, I'm going to do some shit. Yep. He paid off all his debts, whatever he had. He actually, the girlfriend that, um, her name is Mary Lou Danley. He, she was from, um, oh, was it Vietnam? Not Vietnam. Um, oh, dang it. I just lost Cambodia it. Cambodia or like No, Laos where was she or... at? Um, sorry, what's our Philippines? The Philippines. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. She was from the Philippines and like. A week before this all happened, he told her to go home. And he sent, like, she flew home, so she was not in the U.S. when this happened. Because he didn't want her to be dealing with him. Yeah, and he actually transferred. They found out later that he had transferred, like, $100,000 to somebody with her same last name, a family member, into the Philippines. Wow. Yeah, so he prepared. He did. Okay, so according to his girlfriend. That just gave me chills, though. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, according to his girlfriend, um, he reportedly, repeatedly cased out Las Vegas Village from different windows in their room when they stayed at Mandalay Bay. Um, and this was a month before the shooting. So, he actually went there, got different rooms, and was always checking them out to see, oh, where's that village? Where's that? Oh, can we see the concert from here? But she did not even know that, that whatever, you know. I would be like, why do you keep talking about this concert? Yeah, exactly. So, um... Paddock may also may have considered attacks um, previously, and this comes out afterwards when they were doing the investigation because they looked into kind of like where he had been staying and um, his research history on his computer. He had researched large-scale venues in cities such as Boston um, since um, May 2017 and had reserved a room overlooking the August 2017 Lollapalooza Festival wow, in Chicago. Wow, in Chicago. Yep. But he did have a room booked, but he never checked in. So he changed his mind. Mm-hmm. All right. So from so Sept- where did he live in Vegas again? Yes, right. Yeah, he lived in okay. Vegas. Yeah. So he had yeah. So from so Sept- that was just easier for him. Yeah. Yeah. To go and. All right. So from um, September seventeenth, Paddock stayed at the Ogden. It's in downtown Las Vegas. I did not. Um, so by Fremont Street. Yeah. Which is disgusting. Eek. Which overlooked the open air Life Is Beautiful festival that ran from September twenty second to twenty fourth. So they're thinking. He was, these are attacks he was considering, but then nothing, you know, nothing came up, you know, a part of it. So, so Paddock arrived at the Mandalay Bay on September 25th, 2017 and booked into room 32-135. So on the 32nd floor, it was a complimentary room on the 32nd floor. So, oops. Um, you know, I like it that those comp rooms are up high. Those yeah. are the nicer rooms actually. Cause they're taking care of their people. Yep. Yep. So, um, he also then later checked in to the room directly connected to it. So then he actually paid for a room 32134. So they're right, you know, mm-hmm. next to each other. You can open the door to go in between. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
So both suites overlooked the site of the concert at the Las Vegas Village. So during his stay um, at the Mandalay Bay, Paddock spent, spent a lot of time gambling, usually at night. He interacted with ten employees more than 10 times, including twice on the day of the shooting. So he was out and about talking to the employees, you know, totally normal. So cell phone records show that he also made multiple visits to his home in Mesquite that day. So hmm. he was going, so he was back, going and back and forth. forth. It's not far away. And this is why. So with frequent help from Hotel Bellman, he brought five suitcases <gasps> to his room on September 25th. They were helping him bring the guns yep. up. Oh my God, that's chilling. So five suitcases on the 25th, seven suitcases on the 26th, two on the 28th, six on the 30th, and two on the, the 1st but of wouldn't October. But would you be like, I would be like, what? Why do you need all these this suitcases? This is just one person. Like, why? We keep helping him, like... Into two different suites? Like, this like, is Like, what strange. is he bringing up? Like, we might need to look into this. Like, yeah. If, if you see something weird, look into it. Yeah. See something, say something. We always are talking about that. One person... I mean, I'm a notorious overpacker. Yeah. So... I, me too, usually. I, I mean, like, I went to New Orleans and had, like, a big suitcase and a carry-on. Yeah. So did I. So, I mean... Yeah. I get... Like, you might have a lot of shit, but, yeah. I mean, that seems a little excessive. Exactly. Ugh. So he's just going back and forth. Yep. And then they're helping him load guns up into his room. That is his. So yeah, there was um, his arsenal of weapons and equipment included 14 AR-15 rifles. Jesus. Eight AR-10 rifles, a bolt action rifle, and a revolver. So on September 30th, he placed do not disturb signs on the doors of both rooms. So what he was doing on the next two days that he was, he was preparing. He was probably spreading out all the guns getting all the ammunition ready so he can fast change the magazines out and so stuff like he's that. like i don't want housekeeping right now i'm yeah. busy <laughs> do not disturb okay it's an hour and 17 minutes away so that's not bad it's not far at all yeah okay so are you ready to talk about the shooting i'm ready all right so the shooting occurred between 10:05 and 10:15 on october 1st which was the third and final night of the festival when the shooting began, country music singer Jason Aldean was giving the closing performance. I've heard of his name. I can't tell you one song that he I don't really... I know he's very famous, and yeah. I know that people that love country music like him, but yeah. I don't know... His music. No. Okay. So shortly I'm before, sure I would know a song if it played. If it played, right. maybe. I will probably not. So shortly before 10 p.m., hotel security guard G, um, Jesus... I'm going to say Jesus. Jesus. Campos was sent to the 32nd floor to investigate an open door alert. So he propped open a door. Mm -hmm. So he attempted to open a door uh, that provided immediate access to the floor, but found that it would not open. So he kind of went around, got in there a different way, and after Campos entered the floor, he discovered an L-shaped bracket screwed into the door and door frame. So he had done that so people couldn't escape. Because he was going to also do, you know, they think... That he was also going to shoot in the hotel. He wanted to stop from people from escaping. Ugh. Yep. So um, after reporting the discovery to the dispatch center, he heard what he thought was the sound of rapid drilling coming from room um, 135 and went to investigate the matter. So this was at approximately 10.05. He was hit in the right thigh by one of about 35 bullets that Paddock fired through the door of his suite. So he heard somebody coming. So he's yep. like... Pew, pew, pew. He heard the radio, probably. Oh, right. I can't get in and all. Yeah. Um, and so after Campos was hit, he took cover in the alcove uh, between the rooms 
and immediately informed the hotel by radio and cell phone that he had been shot, though he believed he had been shot with a BB or pellet gun. Because I'm sure you go into shock at that point, you know? Well, yeah, he's just doing his job, like yeah. going to... Yeah, check on this alarm. Yeah. So Paddock then used a hammer to break two of the windows in both of his suites. Um, he began shooting through them at 10.05. He ultimately fired over 1,000 rounds, Damn. approximately 490 yards, into the festival audience. He initially started out with a few single gunshots before firing in bursts that usually range from 80 to 100 rounds. So that's like one magazine or whatever. Many people in the crowd initially mistook the gunfire for fireworks. During the shooting, a security fence hindered concert goings from fleeing, fleeing the 15-acre concrete lot. And that horrible. The gunfire continued with some momentary pauses over the span of 10 minutes <gasps> and at 10, 15. Can you imagine just 10 minutes of this? 10 minutes is a long time. And people can't get out, so they're just, like, trying to hide. And, like, oh, man. So, um... Well, I'm just, like, thinking about, like, the Deer District. That's all I could think about when all you these... You were thinking about it, too? Yes. I was thinking about the Deer me. District and just, like... There's nothing, like, super... I don't know. I just was thinking about all these people and, like, security fences and, like, what would happen if... Because we just had that. And if something like that were to happen and mm-hmm. it's 10 minutes and there's 100,000 people... Yeah, and you got to get out, and then people running and getting yeah. trampled. That scares me. Ugh. I always think that even about, you know, like Summerfest or yeah. any of those concerts. Well, Ugh. not this year. It's pretty dead. I went on Saturday, yeah. and I didn't have to wait for a beer or a bathroom. Hmm. And uh, that's good. It was like a lot of... Yeah. If somebody started shooting, I would have been fine. Yeah, Summerfest. you would have been right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless I was like the direct target. Yeah. But like... Unless you're close range, yeah. Right. Okay, so in addition to shooting at the concert goers, Paddock fired eight bullets at a large jet fuel tank at McCarran International Airport, which is about 2,000 feet away, because that's southernmost, so that's... Yeah. Right when you come out of the airport, you're hitting Mandalay Bay. Yep. So two of those bullets struck the exterior of the tank with one bullet penetrating the tank. But the fuel did not explode because jet fuel is mostly kerosene, which is unlikely to ignite when struck by a bullet. I know. I did not know that. Hmm. So, yeah. Thank goodness. Because that would have been a lot more people. Uh, yeah. Dude, this guy. I know. He really wanted to But you know what? Up. He planned all this, but you can't do a simple search. Oh, does kerosene ignite on impact? But the, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to give him sh- like, yeah, <laughs> failure feel- to be detail oriented. Yeah. On everything else you brought your, anyway. Okay. Yeah. So, um, during the shooting, police officers were initially confused whether the shots were coming from Mandalay Bay, the nearby Luxor or the festival grounds. I mean, that's panic because you don't know where the shots well, are coming from. Well, and like from. the sound is ricocheting too. Yeah. So I'm sure like mm-hmm. there's so many rounds being fired. It's mm-hmm. not like, so you can't like. And things being shot, so you're not like, oh, let me go look. Right. And the sound is, like, those are tall buildings, so yeah. it's ricocheting off the building, so it's probably, like, Echoed really and... hard to figure out exactly yeah. where it's coming from. Yep. And then multiple calls were coming in, like, false reports of additional shooters at other hotels, so they were just, like, scrambling. Oh, like, my God. Oh, there's a shooter's here, so they're going to go there, check it out. Can you imagine? Yep. So officers eventually spotted multiple flashes of gunfire. That's what I was going to say. Did they find yep. the flashes? From the middle of the north um, northern side of Mandalay Bay and responded to that hotel. So by this time, 
it was already 10, 12. So it's almost over by then. Right. So um, at that time, two officers on the 31st floor reported the sounds of gunfire on the floor above them. Okay. So that's how they knew. So they're narrowing in. Yep. So um, when officers arrived on the 32nd floor at 1017, so this is, you know. 15 minutes. 12 minutes. Yeah. Well, they they realized the shots were coming from there at 1012, and by 1017, they were ready in the hotel on the floor below. That's fast work. Yeah. Because that's a huge hotel. Good job. Yeah. Police. They were. Um, so then when they got they up to the 32nd the floor. You probably can't wait for the elevator. Oh, God, no. No. So you got to be in good shape. So you got to run 30-some floors yeah. up. Mm. <sighs> Sounds like horrible. And well, horrible. Just adrenaline is probably yeah. at that point just carrying you through. So when they got to the 32nd floor, they saw Campos. You know, he had been shot. He was there. Um, and he was saying, yep, that's the room right there. He, that's the room he's shooting out of. So um, he directed them and helped them um, help other people, like, on that floor evacuate. Wow. So, yeah. Campos was then directed to seek medical attention for himself. So what a hero. Yeah. Like, that's where the shoes come from, but I need to help these other people before I get help for myself. Yeah. Okay, so then between 1026 and 1030, eight additional officers arrived um, at the 32nd floor. Some of those officers manually breached through the door Paddock had screwed shut with the bracket, so he'd also screwed his doors. The gunfire had ceased, and the police moved systematically down the hallway and, you know, clearing all the rooms to make sure it was the right, you know, right room. Right. So, and they were using Which a master key. Which is a huge key. job. Yeah. Can you imagine how big those hotels are to do that? Ugh. <sighs> so, um, they used a master key that Campos, you know, lying on the floor, he's ble- handing He on. has the master. Yep. So at 10.55, the officers finished evacuating guests, and at 11.20, so this is taking a long, you know, now it's taking a little, police breached room 32-135 with explosives. So Paddock was found dead on the floor from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. So at 11.27, officers announced over the police radio that the suspect was down. Mm Mm-hmm. So in total, 61 people died. That's insane. The immediate fatalities compromised 58 victims, 36 women, 22 men, all of whom died from gunshot wounds. The oldest was 67 and the youngest was 20. <sighs> 31 of the victims were pronounced dead at the scene, while 27 succumbed to their uh, wounds at the hospital, with the last of those dying on October 3rd, two days later. And so Paddock's suicide was the only death at the Mandalay Bay Hotel. So all the rest of them, you know, obviously were there. Thank goodness, because I know he planned on killing people at the airport and in Mandalay Bay. So the incident... And of course, he's a coward and kills yeah, himself. himself. Oh, and yeah. it, gets, it gets better. Great. So the incident was... I hate this guy. He's no Christopher Scarver. No. Exactly. What's <laughs> <laughs> bad jokes today? Sorry. Bad jokes. <laughs> I mean, like, if you want to kill, just be like Christopher Scarver and Dexter and find some people that deserve it. Yeah. Except for the first one of Christopher Scarver. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Carry on. The incident was the deadliest mass shooting committed by a single person in the U.S., exceeding the death toll of the 2016 Orlando nightclub shooting. Remember the Pulse shooting? Yep. Oh, my gosh. My cousin worked there. <sighs> so horrible. He was off work that night. Thank God. But his friends. Yeah, were all there. Right. He worked there. And that one, there was 49 people who got Do you want to know killed. what my cousin's job was there? Of course I want to know. What? Bathroom duty? No. Nope. Was he... What? He's uh, one of those people that, like dances on the stages oh. in like a thong. Oh, so he's like a go-go dancer or whatever. He's a go-go dancer. Good for him. He's a gay go-go dancer. I bet my cousin Michael, because my cousin Michael used to go to that club. I, I bet you they know each other. When it happened, I remember my aunt 
like texting him like are you there tonight are you there tonight i bet you i bet you our cousins know know each other it's my cousin todd okay so yeah he's like that's his job like he i don't think he still does it because he's you know i'm sure he's well he still looks good but oh they all do yeah but yeah he literally like dance on a stage in a thong a go-go dancer with like body paint on him and stuff good for him i know that's that is some confidence dude yeah (laughs) okay he's an interesting one i'll tell you about him another time yeah Yeah. i'm yeah we can relate okay so approximately 867 people were injured 411 of them with uh, gunshot wounds or shrapnel injuries Mm. So, can you imagine the hospitals in the area just no. were overloaded? Some no. of them, you know, just got to capacity. They were just rerouting them. People were just taking in personal vehicles because it was just chaos. God. So, um, with all that said, um, there was a very long investigation because mm-hmm. they were like, okay, well, why did this guy do it? Yeah. So, after, so this is on August 3rd, 2018. So, this is after a 10 month investigation. Clark County Sheriff Joe Lombardo released a statement. Um, they had revealed no evidence of a conspiracy um, and no second gunman, so he acted alone, and that the gunman's motive had not been definitely determined. So there's mm. no motive. There was a note, but um, all it talked about on the note was backup plans. Like, well, if I can't shoot out this way, plan two would be to shoot that way. And they interviewed um, when his girlfriend, when they... When his girlfriend found out what had happened and what he had done, she immediately flew back to the U.S. The Secret Service was there to greet her when she got oh, to the airport course. from the Philippines. And she was very um, cooperative. And even she didn't know why or what happened. It was crazy. There were no, like, increasing paranoia or, like, hatred no manifests. to people. Yeah, or, nothing. like, I hate the government or, nothing. like, nothing weird nope. that she noticed. Nope. In that, in that, and I think that's the most frustrating part because you just don't, you didn't leave anything. Yeah. So, uh, so obviously I went to the Mandalay Bay. Yeah. Um, I tried as my husband was gambling. Um, I took, I you know I stood outside and looked at the 32nd floor and I'm like, oh, I can see. And then that's where the festival. So anyway, um, I couldn't get into the hotel. I wanted to go to the 32nd floor, but they locked that shit down. You need a key to even get up in the it's not elevator. Not like the Ambassador Hotel. Not like where here. You can sneak in after an Uber Eats driver. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I try and I'm like, dang it, and I didn't want to get in trouble on our trip, so um, I just went to the hotel, and then um, we did have a rental car, so we drove past the um, the festival grounds, but it mm-hmm. looked just like a big empty. There was nothing going on. There's nothing there. It's just like a plaza. Yeah. So that oh, is the 2017 the mass shooting. Mass shooting in U.S. history. U.S. history by single, yeah, by an individual. By a yeah. single person. Yeah. What's the deadliest? I don't know. It just said period. Deadliest mass shooting committed by an individual. I don't know if there was another mass shooting up. that by two people. Yeah, that's a good. So deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history. Yeah. Somebody so, knows it and is yelling at us. Right I know now. for sure. But um, yeah, so highly recommend. Mandalay Bay. If anybody, don't be scared to go there. Um, it's such a nice place. That hotel is so beautiful. But do you see anything? Like what? It just says the Las Vegas shooting is deadliest in modern U.S. history. Let me mass shootings in the United States. Wikipedia. Yeah. So maybe there's more like that um, happened during wartime or something. 
Deadliest mass shooting since 1949. The Las Vegas shooting. They just keep saying. And then the next is Orlando Mm -hmm. nightclub, the Pulse nightclub. Then Virginia Tech in 2007. Oh, yeah. Sandy Hook in 2012. Sutherland Springs, Texas shooting, um, church shooting in 2017. Remember that one? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the Baptist Church. Luby's shooting in 1991, Killeen, Texas. I don't remember that one. I don't know that one either. El Paso Walmart shooting in 2019. Hmm. I remember that. Oh, and I remember this case from hearing about it on a podcast. San Ysidro McDonald's Massacre, 1984. Okay. Um, and then it goes into, you know, some other ones that are old. And then the Stoneman Douglas High School shooting in Parkland, Florida. Oh my gosh, yeah, I remember Fort that. Fort Hood in 2009, San Bernardino attack in 2014. So many. Man, yes. there's a lot. Yep. And Columbine is only number... Columbine is tied for 14. Wow. Because you know, when you think of the school shootings, or you automatically think of Columbine. So. Well, it's just when things started to really increase in frequency. Yeah. It was like another one, another one, another one. Yeah. Like, it just kept happening. And we're so jaded to it now. Or we're just like, oh, here we go again. You know, it stinks. I hate it. Okay, so I sorry that was such a bummer. Yeah. Uh, follow us. No feel-good Scarver episode nope. this time. <laughs> <laughs> real, yeah. real warm and fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right, so slide into our DMs. This is good, though, Jess. Good job. Yeah, thank you. I yeah. liked, I mean, when I, when I looked up, you know, things to do in Vegas, um, obviously, we went to the Mob Hotel, or the Mob, um, the Mob Museum, and I got to see the actual wall where the... Um, I saw your picture. That's so cool. St. Valentine's Day yes. Massacre. Because I, I could do that, because I've actually been to where right. it happened in Chicago. Me too. And this was the physical wall, I guess, yeah. that they had. You could do it. We've you both know. been there. I've yes. been there on a tour. We should do that. Yeah, we could do that. But all the all the crimes in Vegas were all gang, like just gang related, mob, mob related. So I'm like, oh, I want to do something, you know. So well, this I is saw interesting. this, and I love Mandalay Bay, and anyway, and you have that good memory. So yep. let's just hold on to that one. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So all find right. in the DMs. Yeah. Tell us if you have any. Tell us your good stories of Vegas, and yeah, you, or if, if you, you have, run into any celebrities. Yeah. And yes. you have your camera on you. I love stories like that. I do, too. You know? Okay. My only brush with celebrity is when I was five, we were eating at Chi-Chi's Mexican Restaurant, and Robin Yount, who is a famous Milwaukee brewer, was there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me about this. And then my family sent me, the five or six-year-old, over there to ask for his autograph, because they figured that... He wouldn't say no to you? He wouldn't say no to me. Yeah. Did he? No. He was eating with his family. Oh, And that's, like, my dad's favorite guy. So he's like, Heather, go over there and ask him. So I, like, bring my kid's menu, like, hi. Aww. And then he did it. So that's my only, there's no pictures, because oh. it was like 1984, 85, and, yeah. you know. Yeah, there's nothing. People oh and carry cameras everywhere with them back I have then. So many, I have so many stories about running into famous people. Really? Yeah. because you grew up in Tampa. And grew, yeah, and then, did I ever tell you how I ran into Wanya Morris from Boys to Men? No! And I was soaking wet drenched, because, like, we had, <laughs> we had just went swimming in a pond in front of, um, like in front of a courthouse. Oh my god, my bachelorette party. We found oh, this. you did yes, tell me this. We yes. found a pond and we all went swimming and Fun. we were soaking wet, looking like rats, and mm-hmm. walked in and there's Wanya Morris and I have a picture of him there. Maybe the DeLorean, so I can come with. Yes, and I remember running into like Joey from Nuka's on the Block, dude, Jordan. I have so many. I, I have one a lot time of I met the Sons. That's good. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, everyone sign our DMs yes. and tell you your famous person. Want to hear it. Yeah, it's very All good. right, guys. All right, so until next time. Take that trip. To Vegas. 
Yep. Pack wisely. Because you never know who you will run into. Down Murder Lane. Bye.